0: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto all right guys we are back we are back with a special guest very special guest we're talking tight end prospects today like i said very special guest in the house director of football nfl draft analyst at our friends at playerprofiler.com someone who has quickly become to be honest one of my favorite people in the industry cody carpentier welcome my friend welcome to the podcast
2: what's up Faraz man I appreciate that as always uh seeing you down at the senior bulls that was a good time and I've been following you on Instagram for what feels like I feel like prior to me even elevating and player profiler so I respect your game and I appreciate you as well
1: thanks man um and, and I don't want to you know speak out of be out of pocket here Cody but I I think this time of year might be your favorite right and it's it's really based on the exuberance in how much you know content you've been putting out all the guest appearances that you've had and it seems like you're just you know you have an overall excitement level that you know can't be compared to you know a lot of other people that you've showed throughout this entire draft process which started early this year you know like you said the senior bowl like you've been on the pulse dude and when i saw you at the senior bowl that's early in the process for me personally right uh but it was apparent that you kind of already knew what's up with a lot of these prospects even at that point
2: Yeah. That, I mean, this is 100% my favorite time of season and time of year, whatever. Um, in the season, I do a lot of NFL stuff and a lot of behind the scenes stuff at play a profiler and just kind of, it's just more so just like the grind to get through those 18 weeks. Um, but this is my favorite time 100% because you could dive into these new dudes and you get, uh, January, February, March, April, May, five full months to really hit it from the front to the back. And, uh, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know why. I guess I'd say why it's my favorite time of year. Why the rookies and the prospects are always what I've what I've, I've garnered to. But it's been like this forever as long as I've been a fan of football. So, uh, but yeah, I, the Senior Bowl. We talk about the Senior Bowl. That is, I think, the most important piece to the pie, uh, going through all these prospects and going through the the off because it, it gives you a, a wide variety of of prospects. They're all seniors, obviously, but they're all in a different space where you get the Michael Wilsons that are coming in with injured career or you have a Jaden Reed that maybe should have came out last year, things like this. I I think that is like the best event ever. So uh, it's always good to see you down there. Yeah,
1: man. I love the senior bowl. It's so much fun. And the amount of access you get is is really cool, man. Like, and, and, you know, they were, you know, senior bowl is probably the first event I've ever got credentials for, you know, like I think it was like last year, the year before. And, you know, it just felt good. You know, like, it's just like, this is so cool, man. Like, and I know a lot of these guys, like, you know, when you see them in the NFL, like you know, last year you saw you know Damian Pierce and a bunch of these guys go in and have success, and you're like, you know, and and a, a huge percentage of the players that were taken uh, in the top 100 were from the Senior Bowl. It was almost half, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken,
2: I was gonna say I think there was a number that came out that like 100 and I want to say it was like 106, 106 players in the entire draft out of 240 or whatever were from Insane. the Senior Bowl.
1: That's almost 50%. It's about 40%. That's insane, dude. That's nuts. Um, so it's it's nuts. And, and you know, it's cool, though, because, you know, you're there. You're, you're looking at it. You're basically the front line, and you're seeing it all happen. And, and you you can see these guys' draft, draft stock, you know, can you go up, go down, like right in front of your eyes. So it's, it's really cool to see. And a lot of times, you know, especially someone like you who has an idea about these guys coming into the Senior Bowl, you know, for you, it's probably you, you taking even more from it because you have all this context coming in. Um, and you can really tell whether you know certain guys. You're like, hey, listen, I'm really curious to see what he's going to weigh in at, right? Because I really like him as a running back, for example. But you know, if he if he's if he's under, or and if he goes over, you you get even more excited. Right. Like, like, I'm sure I know you were excited, about. It. I know we're, we're not talking running backs in this particular podcast, but you're probably excited to see Rashon Johnson and that size. Right. And and he's somebody that like, again, we talked about him a bunch on this podcast um, and, I've, and I've raved about him since the senior bowl. But, you know, just someone like that, that's just one example uh, of these prospects that, you know, can potentially, you know, take a huge step forward uh, because of uh, of an event like the senior bowl. We are going to hit on one of the tight ends uh, that were at the Senior Bowl, uh, Luke Musgrave, a little bit later, uh, and we'll talk about you know his process and how he was at the Senior Bowl. But I want to I want to get started, dude. Like I want to first I want to mention the tight ends uh, and their draft capital, right? Uh, projected draft capital, and that's probably one of the most necessary things to talk about when projecting these guys, especially for fantasy, right? And, and you, we have. Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid. They're probably the consensus top two tight ends in this draft. Uh, You know, both have a solid chance of being drafted in the first round. Uh, These are my top two tight ends in this draft class. We have three potential second rounders, Darnell Washington, Sam Laporta, Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. And then we have one projected third round pick in Tucker Craft out of SDSU, South Dakota, uh, out of the FCS. Uh, These are the guys I want to focus on. And, you know, we'll probably pick a a day three guy or two to talk about, you know, just so we know the names of who to pay attention to as, you know, maybe some sleepers that come out of day three. Most likely not, but, you know, you never know. Um, Now, I'm assuming, and I have no, Cody, and I purposefully did this, okay? I did not look at any of your tight end rankings. I know you know your stuff. And I've heard you talk about tight ends here and there, but I purposefully didn't look at anything. Okay. I saw, you. I think you just did a podcast on tight ends with Thor a couple of days ago, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm assuming Michael Murray and Kincaid are your top tight end prospects. Is that correct?
2: Or no. Michael Mayer is number one and I've recently switched Kincaid to two over Musgrave. I had them back and forth uh, with a 733 and a 732 grade uh, but the Kincaid news came out last week officially that his medicals were all clear uh, and that bumped him up for me because I was worried about the back injury and I, I we didn't have any context usually we have to wait for the NFL to kind of give you the green light we got the green light Kincaid's not number two.
1: It is, I'm assuming he had more than a, a, more than one physical, but I saw that the one that the Bengals just did uh, and he recently just cleared. So it seems yeah. like he's good to go. He had a, I think it was a, a lower back injury mm-hmm. um, that prevented him from competing at the Combine, prevented him from uh, participating in any pro day. Uh, so th- th- there's a little bit of a concern there. We don't have official numbers on any sort of athletic testing that he's done. And this is a very... You know, after Mayer, we'll get to him, but after Mayer, this is a very athletic tight end class, extremely athletic tight end class. Um, do you think Kincaid would fall into that range uh, of these like, you know, pretty elite athletes at the position?
2: I think he would fall in there um, just based on his sheer size and what we saw on the field as far as the athleticism goes and the route running. Um do I think he'd be, you know, top three, top four in athleticism? I don't know. You, you kind of are asking that question yourself. But four sevens I think would be fine for a Kincaid. I think his route running says enough. It's kind of like similar to a cup or a Keenan Allen, right? The, the route running is so good it doesn't really matter what his 40 is as long as it's not right but uh, I think Kincaid is an above average athlete to say the to say the least 94th percent of college dominator I know it doesn't have anything to do with athleticism but he did break out 19.9 like he's done the things that are there that are apparent of an athlete and of a an upper percentile tight end and that's why he's projected that way so I'm not as worried about not seeing the athleticism uh, as I am of being 23 and a half years old or being 246 pounds instead of 255 pounds or just the back injury in itself. Like those things worry me a lot more than the athleticism because I think the athleticism is there.
0: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too. With the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Now, Michael Mayer and Kincaid, for me, are, are pretty close. Um, yeah. But I want to hear what you have to say about both of these guys and, you know, who you'd prefer for fantasy purposes, right? Like, and I'm assuming the mayor in, in Mayor 1 and Kincaid 2, is that also a fantasy situation as well where you're kind of saying that okay i think if i'm in a dynasty rookie draft you know i if both these guys were taken pretty close to each other in the actual draft in the first round mid to late first round um and then both of them are on the board i need a tight end you know are you looking at both these guys at the, kind of in the same tier are you looking mayor for sure at in the first tier you know assuming both of them go in the first round like who are you going after first um are you definitely going after mayor in fantasy
2: in rookie drafts, I generally won't draft a tight end because normally they get drafted just a little too high for my tastings. I don't like that middle to second round tight end in fantasy. Um, but if there's a guy that I'm going to target, so for example, if you're in a draft and you get to the middle of the third, 302, 303, and people are just biting their tongue on tight end and Mayer's there, I'm going to take him. Or if Kincaid's there, I'm going to take him at that three-two-three-three-three-four spot. Um, out of the two, I prefer Mayer. He's got two years on him, but almost two years uh, full. He's 21.8 years old. He's got over 2,000 yards. They nicknamed him Baby Gronk for a reason. He's got 250-pound frame, uh, and the frame actually looks like it can fill out to be a 260, which would be uh, fun at the next level. I compared him to a Hunter Henry. We have him compared to a uh, Zach Ertz on Player Profiler. The athleticism is there with Michael Mayer, 4.70, 71st percentile, 40-yard dash, and he's up a percentile in everything. He's a 95th percentile college dominator and back-to-back 800-yard seasons at Notre Dame. Mayer, I think, is one where the fatigue is kind of sitting in. Like, we've seen this, like – we're not actually seeing it with Bijan, but we've seen it with other players like you know Trevor Lawrence in the past. They're like, well, what about Justin Fields? Like, Well, Justin Fields was already in that conversation. But with Mayer, right. it's like we've seen this guy just dominate and be him at Notre Dame with subpar quarterback play for so long that they're like, yeah, well, this Kincaid kid looks good. But my problem with Kincaid is like nobody's really factored in the back injury at all throughout this entire process and now I got of course we got the clear for it but I think that for me it's pretty clearly Michael Mayer ahead of Kincaid in that aspect because of health because of just consistency of what you've seen there's also a couple of good tight ends at Utah too so it was impressive to see Kincaid right. kind of take that next step up but I will say just overall as a prospect uh, I would prefer Michael Mayer in fantasy and in the NFL based on age size output and just everything that he brings to the table I think he's good uh, in the run game I think he's a uh, he's, he's not a driver he's not going to be dominant kind of like a Darnell Washington but I think he's got great awareness he's got sick ball magnet ability and I think that he just overall as a prospect is much better than Kincaid where I know a lot of people are having this conversation right now Kincaid versus mm-hmm. Mayor, Kincaid versus Mayor, because Kincaid's such a great route runner but we're playing tight end man we're not playing wide receiver and I want the tight end Michael Mayer
1: yeah no I hear that and I think I agree with that. Mayor is definitely the safer option. Right. So this guy can come on the field and, you know, be on the field on every down. Right. And he's that type of complete tight end. And Kincaid, I, I think, you know, if you're if I'm looking at the guy who could potentially have a higher ceiling in the receiving game, I'm probably going to pick uh, Kincaid there. Uh, you know, if you look at big plays, you know, Kincaid was a guy who's pretty good, you know, in terms of like, you know, he had a higher percentage uh, of big plays compared to Mayor. His, his dot was definitely higher um, and Mayer did less after the catch as well. That's one thing I look at, you know, when projecting tight ends, what can they do after the catch? And, you know, Mayor, you know, he's a he's a above average athlete. And in these type of, you know, in this draft, you're like. You know, you're, you're looking at these Uber athlete tight ends, so this is not a typical draft, right? Where you have like the, the ranges all over the place. In this draft, literally, the fir- the the tight ends that are, who are going to be drafted, you know, after Mayor are like freaks, dude. Like from rounds two to four, right? So that, it, it makes Mayor not look as good, but at the same yeah. time, all you need at the tight end position is a above average athleticism. If you're going to be a very good tight end, the the elite athleticism can come into play. You know, and that's that's one of the things that I, I do look for. But like I said, Mayor's the better blocker, right? There's a chance that he gets on the field sooner on an every down basis.
2: I think that I like that too because you you bring up the athleticism thing with the rest of the class, and it's like I love throwing those darts. And I've done a no a number of rookie mocks uh, over the last month, and you consistently see like Tucker Craft fall out of yeah. the draft, or Kuns go in the last round, or. Who You name it. They're in like the last round or undrafted and there's a boatload of them. Like normally you're yeah, not yeah. going to see four four or five tight ends get drafted in these mocks and these rookie drafts. So I think you're going to consistently be able to get those dart throws. And that may deter people from saying, well, I'm not going to draft mayor in the second or third. Why would I do that? Let me just wait till the fifth or right free agency and I'm just going to snag whoever I want. Right. I, I do
1: think there is a big teardrop, though, between be, after these two guys. Like, I, I think if I'm going to shoot for ten, if I need a tight end, I, obviously we're not talking tight end premium or anything like that, but, yeah. you know, in, in a normal league, you know, I do want to shoot for one of these two guys. I think everybody else after them are kind of a little bit of dart throws. Like, if Kraft is being – if Tyler Kraft is being, you know, undrafted in a lot of rookie drafts, like, that. That listen, I'll take a shot on him, you know, with my 100%. last pick for sure, right? And, and we'll get to him in a second. Um, now, just last couple things on these two guys, you know, for those who are interested in, in terms of efficiency, both these guys were extremely efficient last year, 2.44 yards per route run for mayor compared to 2.42 for Kincaid last year that would rank first and second respectively in the power five, assuming we're including Notre Dame in there. Um, and those two seasons in yards per route run were top 20 in that metric since 2014, among tight ends with similar volume. I think I did it with 50-plus targets. Um, even in 2021, 1.99, 2.09 yards per run respectively. So, th- you know, these two guys are pretty good, right? That's why they're in a similar tier for me. Now, you mentioned, you know, good tight ends at Utah. You know, there was a, a, a Utah tight end who got hurt that kind of opened the door for Kincaid to run some more routes and stuff like that. But, like I mentioned, 2021, he was already kind of, be, you know, uh, knocking the door down in terms of efficiency. So it's possible that he would have got it done either way, um, which is good. And then you mentioned the, the, the an extra year of mayor, right. With that production, right. That's another thing, right. Kincaid was very efficient, but like mayor had the production to go along with the efficiency yeah. two years in a row, Uh big time uh, production. Right. So, you know, I, I think, I think at, at that point, you know, you kind of like, all right, well, safer option mayor, I would say, Upside option, Kincaid. But at the end of the day, it's like if if you're gonna take uh, a chance on any rookie tight end in in rookie drafts, like you might want to just go with the safer option in Mayor.
0: Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey Company.